I think I need to sneeze. You want to sneeze? I don't think so. Oh, it's, it's one of those sneezes that... Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those ones that creeps up on you, and then it's like, okay, okay, okay. Nah, nah, I'm good, you know. Chill, chill, relax. Why are you flexing for? Calm down. It's one of those ones that just disappeared out of nowhere. That's honestly one of the worst feelings ever. I know. It's like, it just leads up to nothing. Like a lot of, a lot of the films we've seen lately, isn't it? It reminds me of Game of Thrones season, <laughs> Game of Thrones season 8. Oh, that's actually a perfect analogy. Yeah, that's exactly... That's what it feels like. It's the build-up to nothing. <laughs> ah, the, I'm sure one, one day we'll probably have to do that. We'll... We can't avoid it forever, man. We're going to have to do it. The Game of Thrones Roundup. I'm up to doing it, man. And this is like just talking. This is nice, you know. Yeah. That's what it is. Welcome to the Lockdown Yard. We're back. Hello. My name is Ed. And you know me. My name is Charles. You know, I realized, I was, so I was listening back to a few of our episodes. Mm. We didn't actually talk about why we're called the Lockdown Yard. <laughs> but did we not? Nah. We just said oh, we're man. the lockdown yard. We talk about films and films and TV, and then that's it. <laughs> it's like, no, why are you called the lockdown yard? It's like, we didn't even cover that. Oh yeah, true. All right. Uh, well, we came up with the name during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, that's it's self-explanatory, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we're looking at, like names that kind of like because me and him we're kind of like punny. Like we like punny jokes, dad jokes. That's our wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who's on my Instagram knows I love a dad joke. Bro, you take that jokes to a whole new level, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're looking for like a title that kind of had like a pun of like lockdown in it, and we kind of found uh, we're kind of like trying to do it with like film titles. So so I was looking at so the longest yard. I was like, huh, mm-hmm. longest yard, lockdown yard. Boom, Nana, Nana, pick up the phone, Nana, Nana, and then by you know Jove, it, we've got it. By Jove, we've got it. Yeah, uh, that's how we came up with the name. Welcome to Lockdown Yard. Yeah, put your anthology textbooks away. No English literature needed here. It's literally <laughs> just the longest yard with just the long, lockdown yard because we want the lockdown theme to it. That's it. And you said it was also because we're in London as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. It works on two levels. It's a double entendre. Savez-vous. <laughs> I actually like that film, though, The, lo- the Longest Yard. And mm. one of Adam Sandler's better performances. I thought so too. Because we know but he's had some stinkers out there and he's also had some gems. I don't know about stinkers. What's a stinker for you? That's the Adam Sandler one. I bet oh, you Jack and Jill. <laughs> Jack okay, and Jill. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna try and refute you because I was gonna say all Adam Sandler movies are kinda like objective, but nah, that one, you know, that one just sets the line of what nah, I don't like that one. <laughs> Jack and Jill was not the one, man. That's oh, not no. I get it. Again, film's subjective. There might be someone out there who absolutely loves Jack and Jill. Arrest them immediately. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that film was just terrible. And uh, as I said, he's got some gems as well. Yeah, you like what I did there? I'm, I'm not. Uh, this, this is my humor. You know this about me. <laughs> that was amazing, man. Jeez. Uncut yeah. gems. He just Uncut worked. gems. He deserved award recognition, but he didn't get it. Yeah. He should have gone it. That was an. I have never been so gripped by an Adam Sandler film yeah. ever. And it's not even an Adam Sandler film. It's just him in a film. Like, oh, jeez, it's such a good film. Honestly, man, I'm glad you put me onto that. And the ending, that ending. No spoilers if you haven't seen it, but mm. the ending is mm. not what you think it's going to be. 
Mm, 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 that's that's enough. That's all I'll say on that. Yeah, that's all we can say. Any more, and it'll be a direct spoiler. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Quality film, quality exactly. film. Um, I didn't. I meant to ask you: Have you watched anything from the BAFTA nominations? Because I remember you telling me, and I was like, I haven't watched anything. Have you watched anything? I have watched the number one contender, Nomadland. Oh, okay. I think it's gonna it's gonna clean up. I think Frances McDormand's gonna win Best Actress. Mm. And I think it will pick up best film, uh, Chloe Zhao. So she's going to be directing the Eternals, right? So yeah, that's going to be. You know what? That's free PR for Marvel. They've hit their really jackpot. Is. They didn't even have to. They just said, "Look, well, she's not won the Oscar yet. You know, maybe maybe there'll be an upset." We're recording this before the Oscars, so who knows? But she is the favorite, is what I'll say. And that's free PR for Marvel. So oh look, Oscar-winning director. She's got a mm. film with us coming right up there. Sells itself. So I've seen Nomadland. You know, and you know how I feel about black trauma films lately. So I'm not going to be watching. Um, I'm unfortunately not going to be watching. Oh, the Judas uh, and the Black Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, that's not really about like. I think it's just like a historical like kind of. Thing. Yeah, but just all the, those kinds of films. They just I don't know. They 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 just upset me. I know it's amazing performances from Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield, but. Those films are upsetting, man. I just can't. I can't do it no more. I can't mm. do it. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm not going to force you. So, yeah, it, these kind of films are kind of like, mm. for some people, they're just hard to like uh, watch or just find entertaining because yeah. they're based on real things. Mm. And I right. also want to watch uh, Minari. Uh, oh, I yeah. think we discussed it before with oh, yeah, you did. Steven yeah, yeah. Yun. Steven Yun, yeah. I need to watch that film as well, man. He's he's making moves, you know. He's making moves. He's the voice of um, what's his name, Mark in Invincible. Oh, I still need to see that as well. You what haven't is? started. Oh, uh, dude, I've, I'm lagging on so much, man. I'm telling you, I've got a crazy, crazy backlog. Mm-mm-mm. But I'll definitely check it out. I'll definitely check it. And to be honest, we've got time, man. You know, you know the deal. We we do end up watching all these films of the award hype in the award season. It's just there's a lot to get through, like. And I even want to get into the short films as well, to be honest. Yeah, the short films in particular. Yeah. Because there's some, there some real quality short films that I've missed out, not from this year, but previous years, which I need to catch up on. But there's time, man. There's plenty of content to watch, so there's no rush. There's no rush. Do you think that people will be watching less now? Because since, since lockdown has kind of like ceased here, I see a lot more people out in like Soho... Even around my area, like parks that weren't really that full, I I couldn't even like walk around with. Do you think people are going to be watching people? Do you think people will be watching? For sure, man. Netflix Netflix was popping before lockdown. Netflix will be popping during lockdown. It will be popping after lockdown. Obviously, I'm using Netflix as a sort of euphemism for streaming services in general. But streaming services will be popping, man. People will always make time to watch things. If they really want, if they really like the show, if it's really hyped up, people people watch it. So, I'm I'm not really concerned about that. I don't know, man. There are some people out there who've completed Netflix. They've got the trophy and everything. They watched everything under lockdown, even the new stuff that just released a minute ago. They probably finished it. <laughs> For real? Well, there's more. There's going to be more stuff coming out. So, yeah, we'll see. I think I I think streaming services will be fine, man. In fact, cinemas are going to be opening again, so people will be hyped for returning back to the cinema. Can't wait. So, what are we talking about today, man? 
You're talking about a film that came out in 19... Was it 1998? Yeah, 1998. Yes, you're right. Yep. Oh, cool. Whoa, my days. That's a fruit. How old were you then? I was... I was four. (laughs) Yeah, I was six. If you were four, then I was was six. I'm two years older. Yes, we are talking about The Prince of Egypt. An absolute classic. I think I watched this film first when I was on VHS. I don't think I watched it in the cinema. Oh, yeah, it would would definitely have been VHS. It had to it wasn't direct to VHS, but it was like, it would be released in the, I think it'd be released theatrically. Because I think a lot of work, no, I know a lot of work went into this film. Because growing up, we had all the Disney classics, right? So this was one of the first major films from DreamWorks, wasn't it? Because growing up, we had lots of Disney classics, um, you know, the 2D animated films that came out way earlier in the 90s. I think this one was like one of the most memorable ones that kind of like blended uh, like the CGI because I didn't realize it was CGI when I was watching it the first time. Oh, the animation style was so unique, right? It was so unique. It was traditional animation. It was just mm. a CGI, and and they mixed it so well together. The the scene. Okay, let's go. You're gonna go talk about the film. I'm not gonna go see my scene, but like the, some of the images that you see, it's just done so seamlessly. And it works so well. Yeah, the film was stunning. The art, the artwork, is so it was so unique. The way it blended. 2D and 3D animation was just perfect. Like, the casting was perfect, in my opinion. Ralph Fiennes, man like Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort before he was Voldemort. Exactly. And then you had the Val Kilmer as Val Moses. Val yeah. yeah. He was Val Kilmer, and he was someone else as well, you know? Patrick Stewart was, a... was their dad. Uh, yeah, Patrick Stewart. Oh, snap. Yeah, Patrick Stewart was their dad. Patrick Stewart, he, he has some amazing lines in there. Mm. And even had Jeff Goldblum, you know, Jeff Goldblum, yep. and yeah, some star-studded cast. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Must <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. When I look, when I think of like biblical bits of biblical storytelling, this is still the hallmark. Mm. I think at the time they didn't even want people to make this story because it was such a big story. That it, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of the greatest story. stories ever told. It but really they is. had to tell it right, and it had to appeal to audiences. So it's, a, it's, it's obviously made to be a family-friendly film because, you know, animated, DreamWorks and all that. But then it, it appeals to adults because it's such a, a spiritual, rich story. I think that the thing I appreciate most about this film is the fact that it's recognized, like, uh, the story. And it's kind of done its own thing with it as well because it gave, like, a backstory to the relationship between Moses and Ramesses. <clears throat> you don't get that in the, in the Bible because I think... I don't remember what order I did it in. I think maybe I watched the film first and then I always went to, went to read it in the Bible because I was like, this is, I want to read the book. I always used to do that when I was growing up. Either I'd mm. read the book first or the movie or the movie exactly. and, then the, and then the book. But yeah, like you don't get these like dramatic kind of uh, pieces inside the Bible. You kind of, mm. that's why this film, like it just adds layers to a story. And even says it at the beginning, it's just a retelling. It's not yeah. actually... Like, don't take it to heart, that kind of, like, warning before even yeah, tells just it. A, just a precursor, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's literally, it, the, the plot is it's from the book of Exodus. It tells the story of Moses. He was sent to the Egyptians by his mum on the river to be freed from the genocide that was happening. Because that's what was happening. That's how it started. Do you remember how the film yeah. started? Deliver us to the promised land. Oh, the soundtrack. We need to get into that as well. The soundtrack. soundtrack, yeah. So, Hans Zimmer, again. 
Hans Zimmer. Yes, Hans Zimmer. He killed it this one. He killed it again. This guy, he does miss, but he, he doesn't always miss. He doesn't, definitely didn't miss with this film Trust either. Me. It was Hans, so Hans Zimmer, he did the music, and then Steven Schwartz did like uh, a lot of the songs. Mm. But those two absolutely did a crazy combo on this one. The music yeah. is so iconic. I think I know the, all the songs. The music is so iconic. They made a musical after it. That's not me- yep. This is an animated film. Mm-hmm. An animated film is getting a musical. Lion King level. This is how, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this film doesn't really get its flowers on the same level that Lion King does. Because <coughs> I really appreciate this film, honestly, man. Mm, it's one of DreamWorks' best like, like products out there, man. Like, it's mm. the best film so it's produced. But the way, the way the film started, it's just with the sting of the whip. On my shoulder. Ah, it's so it was so gritty, wasn't it? For an animated film, it's so gritty. Yeah, animated film, man, especially like and the instruments they use as well. I have no idea what the names are, but you mm. know what the ones I'm I'm trying to refer to. Yeah, like it sounded like they were using like the real instruments of like the time. It, it incorporated really well mm. into the into the music, like horns or something. Like I don't know what it was. I know the the story of you know Moses and Ramesses has been you know told in the Bible and probably adapted before, but seeing how their relationship started off and then how it changed was mm. it was it was actually a tragedy, man. You started off they were just they were just literally they were friends, they were siblings and friends. They were just racing, yeah. and then you know they caused a massive mess, and you have Moses covering for Ramesses because he couldn't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, he's got his back, and then yeah. Ramesses returns the favor. Like when he gets promoted, he brings in Moses with him. He gives him the ring. He gives him more power. It's like, all right, these guys, you know, they, they're generally looking out for each other. Exactly, they look out for each other. It's like, it's like a, a brotherly kind of relationship. It's like, yeah, it's banter. They get they get on each other's backs sometimes, but they also have got each other's backs. Yeah, because so, he understood, like, because I think Moses understood the pressures that Ramesses was under. Because he's the true-born son of... And he's going to inherit, mm. like, the hat that Pharaoh's wear. I don't know what it's called. Exactly. <laughs> and Moses kind of doesn't have that much responsibility compared to him. So I think seeing them understand that was just a good feeling. It gives you another understanding of, like, their connection. Yeah. Kind of like you were... Just like what you were saying, really. And then the moment Moses' world changed when he first encounters his biological siblings in that alleyway. Sandra Bullock and Jeff Cobb. Yeah, Sandra Bullock and Jeff Cobb. It's like, you look, now these are huge actors, but back then they were still kind of making their name, right? So Mm. it's interesting. And then at first he's proper dismissive of them. And then she she pulls the clutch cards. She sings the same lullaby that his mum sang. By the way... The actress who played his mum, who sang that song at the beginning when she sent him down the river, that was just another amazing musical grand set piece at the start. But she sang that lullaby, which he recognised immediately. And then, ever since then, he was never the same. He just started mm-hmm. questioning everything bit by bit. So he okay. runs he runs back and he hit another musical set. This, this film is just full of musical <laughs> masterpieces. Yeah. Like the Honestly. entire soundtrack, I could listen to it from start to finish this is one of the very few films I don't really like skipping like songs to yeah because they actually make me feel like I'm actually they actually keep you emotionally invested in the film alright well I was going to get into it later but screw it what is your favourite song 
in this film. I know it's hard because there's so many good ones. Um. Okay, just one. All right. Cool. Um. There can be miracles. There that song. Be mir- oh, that, that song. It won an Oscar, right? It won an Oscar in it the song. It won an Oscar. It won an Oscar. It was. It was sung by uh, Whitney Houston. Yeah, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, I believe. Mariah Carey. That's it. Whitney, Whitney Houston. Already, you won. You've won because that name. Everything it touches is just beautiful. Simple as that. But I like the original because it reminds me more of the film. Yeah. But I I do appreciate the 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 one with Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey in it. That's my number one. That there is, are other ones, but yeah. Yeah. I think that is if you're going by like in terms of recognition and just you know the song of the film, that is probably the best song in the film. But my favorite one personally is their song about the plagues. Oh, I was, that was going to be my second one. I'm glad you chose that one. Yeah, that's so, the song about the plagues where it's literally Ramesses versus Moses. And it's almost mm. like they're having a singing battle. Yeah, exactly. They're having a rap battle, but in, sing, in song form. Yeah. I was just like, damn, this is amazing. This is hard, man. Oh, he said, what did he say in the songs? Then let my heart be hardened. And then, da, 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 da. It will still be so. so. I will, I will never, never let, let your, your people go. go. Yeah. Save the Lord. Yeah. Damn, man. And they have the. These just have the acoustics going after each other. It just. Ah, oh, that song is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good song. Ah, every damn song. But I'd agree in saying those two. And through heaven's eyes, that one. You get. You song. can't get two. <laughs> Uh, this honorable mention, we'll call it honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. okay, Through cool. heaven's eyes, man, with Danny Glover, that guy. Yeah. I did not realize that was Danny Glover till way later. It makes sense as Danny. I didn't know that either, but hearing it, like, I, I can hear it in my head. That's definitely Danny Glover now. Look through heaven's eyes. Uh, the bit, the bit which really changed. Going back to, you know, Moses' time with the Egyptians before he he ran away. The turning point was where he accidentally, well, accidentally, on purpose, you know, he killed one of the guards. And Ramesses, even after that, was still willing to stick up for Moses, which was... Yeah, he had his back. Yeah, that just shows how strong their relationship was. So to see the Mm -hmm. contrast between that and, we'll get into it later, when everything that happens when he returns after he's been sent the message by God to free his people. That was just the contrast, the character mm-hmm. development from both of them. That that bit was crazy. And he just starts running away into the desert. And then that's when he oh. encounters that. Yeah. He encounters that village, right? Yeah. That, okay. That, that that village, we forgot to talk about one other person. Oh, I, I, meant, I mentioned the actress who voices her. Um Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, <laughs> um, Moses's wife. Uh, I don't know. Is it poor or something like that? Oh man, I've forgotten the name. Oh That's yeah, Moses's wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like their 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 interactions with each other. Um, because they eventually got married, and the village that he ended up at was her village. Yeah. And that village was where the game changed because he found the burning bush. And by the way, that burning bush scene, beautiful. Mm. The voice, I think the voice was also Val Kimmer's. Yeah, he was Val He, he was, was the voice of God in the film. So the burning bush, just... Like, even going back and then just watching that clip on YouTube, you actually feel the gravity of it. 
Mm. It's crazy, man. It's like the voice and the way he he's so in awe. He takes off his shoes and then he tries to doubt himself and then the voice of God raises his voice. Ah, oh, the whole thing, man. Even the the artwork in that, the way the bush was burning. Yeah. That was that looked like three D. That was definitely CGI. There's no way that was yeah. traditional animation. I don't even think it always flowed the same color. It kind of looked like it was white most of the time. Yeah, it did. It's kind of it did. I, I noticed that before actually. Yeah. So after that, so you know, God demonstrates what you can do with the staff and things like that. And yo, can we talk about the staff because yeah. I have a really geeky it. part of my childhood. I used to like try and find the staff like that whenever I went to like parks and just walk around with it. Everyone used to look at me like really weird. Like, <laughs> oh, you one of those? Because kids. yeah, what's going to do? <laughs> Yeah, the staff, man. The staff, I believed, had the power of, like, uh, Moses in this thing. The staff always looked kind of cool to me as well. I don't know why. The staff was just... The staff reminded me of, like, Gandalf. It somebody with, like, Gandalf yes, and that kind of stuff. that was it. That I was think it. that was what it was. There's, and there's a specific scene which pretty much is, like, spot on Gandalf, isn't it? Where he's, he parts the sea. Yeah. Ah, oh, that scene looked amazing. Best scene in the film. With this stuff, you shall do my wonders. Bam. Ah, man, I love the color scheme in that scene and the like. The way the sea looks. Yeah, the way as the well. water just like disperses. It's like out of the way. Ah, yeah. And then walking through it as well. Then walking through it, you see the 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 whales on the sides. It's like they're in an aquarium. You see the light, the lightning. It kind of lights up the water sometimes so you can see the fishes in it i'm like man they were they did a damn good job mm-hmm. on that but hotep and hoy <laughs> them guys man they, i don't know why they used to make me laugh so much who were they again so you know where uh, ramesses assistant who their life mission was to refute all the miracles that moses was doing so oh he them! Yeah, one of them was tall. Hoy. One of them was short. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that always the way in animation? One of them's tall. One of them is short. <laughs> They're like it's like Pinky in the brain. That Pinky in the brain format. Pinky in the brain. <laughs> Hercules. Those two demons. One of them was taller than the other one. And and uh, freaking Home Alone. One of them was tall. One of them was short. <laughs> this is a trope. A thing, you know? I, didn't, I didn't realize you just said it. That was a thing. <laughs> That's a proper thing, man. What the hell? Batman and Robin. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Oh but, my days! No, no, I might be pushing it with that one, but yeah, you get my point. <laughs> well, yeah, because after um, Moses, he, he gets the interaction from God to go back to Egypt and free the Israelites. As soon as he lands in town, those guys make it their life mission. Ah, oh, this guy is talking nonsense, man. Look, I can do what you can do. I can do what you can do. What's uh, that song? They they had a song as well. You're playing with the big boys now. Oh, that's another. Oh, you see, every song just slaps in this film. <laughs> You're playing with the big boys now. Yeah, that song was. Could actually sing the whole thing right now. I swear. But do you know there was one tragic bit after that song? So you know when Moses comes back and he turns his staff, he does the the snake trick, and then Hotep and Hoy replicate it, yeah. and then. Ramesses is like, he calls, he kind of calls Moses backstage, if you like, and he says, all right, what's really going on, fam? What's, what's, what is this? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what's, like really, what's really going on? Just come back. Put stop this, this. Put this hat away. Let's talk. Yeah, get, some, get this man some drip. <laughs> and then that bit, I found that bit kind of heartbreaking where he just gives the ring back. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. he takes off his ring. He just puts it on uh, Ramesses' throne. And that was really well done because you saw Ramesses close his eyes in anger and then he opens his eyes. It's like, all right, I see it. In that scene, I don't know if you ever noticed it, but I picked it up. I haven't watched it recently, but I always remember the way it was shot. Maybe I watched it when I was in uni. Mm. Like the way he's looking at Moses, looking at him, he's looking on the right and on the background of him, you see like the statue of his father. So it's kind of like, that's just like, I love this imagery. Imagery is just telling stories, man. I loved it. You you see it when you you appreciate it so much more when you you watch it nowadays. By the way, honorable shout out, and this even more of a shout out because this was back in 1998. Mm. But honorable shout out for them not whitewashing the cast. Yeah, honorable shout out because yeah, 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 yeah. We've we've seen in later adaptations of stories like, in fact, this this same story was adapted. um, yeah, Gods of Egypt, right? No, was it? No, it was a uh, one with Christian Bale in it. I can't remember what yeah, it's called. No, there were two. There was Gods of Egypt and the one with Christian Bale in it. Oh, really? Uh, uh, what's the other one with Christian Bale in it? I want to know. I'll, I'll search it, but the point I'm making is later adaptations were whitewashed. And mm. they, they just weren't, one, they weren't good films. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't like them at all. And No, they were just overdone and loud and big. Exodus Gods and that Kings. That was it. Exodus, Exodus Gods and Kings. Yeah, that was it. It's just I really, it's really weirdly done as well. I mean, they tried mm. to go, they tried to do something really weird with it just to make it edgy, but I mean, it just made Prince of Egypt stand out even more. Exactly. As the, as the, the standard for Bible adaptations. The only one which kind of comes close, maybe The Passion of Christ, but that mm. one's so different, it's insane. It's like... Mm. The, I, I, mm. I haven't watched that one properly. But well, I've seen, seen it, and end. believe me, that is a brutal, brutal adaptation of the story of Jesus Christ. Jeez. So we'll see, man. But yeah, later adaptations, they just whitewashed them. It was really weird. But shout out to to the creators of this film for just not whitewashing it, just mm-hmm. trying to keep it as realistic as possible to what the characters might have looked like back in the mm. day. So. I really, I really appreciate that. And there's one scene that I find stunning and also heartbreaking. So you know when Moses kind of has a dream. Um, this was when he was still in Egypt, mm-hmm. and he kind of has a dream. He's looking at the hieroglyphics on the wall. You remember oh, yeah, that scene? yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, and then he kind of has a dream where he puts together, you know, the story of what happened to his people originally. Yeah, I remember that. Scene. And then he sees them getting fed to crocodiles. Yeah, that was music. vivid. That was the music made it vivid. I think. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. And the lighting and the camera angles I switched, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Me. There's no blood. There's no gore, but mm. it just felt like, "Oh my gosh, damn!" Just your genocide. Just feeding them to crocodiles. You know what's wrong with them people? What was wrong with them, man? And then his father comes out of the shadows and is like, "It's okay, son." They were only slaves. Yeah, the music there freaked me out. <laughs> when he said when he said that line you just said. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of like a winding sound. Mm-hmm. And then he just fades into the Bro, darkness or something like that. That's such a cold line though. And in an animated film, they were only slaves. Do you know how much subtext oh, that line has? Goodness. I mean, I said it's a family-friendly film, but look at the themes it has. Slavery, mm-hmm. genocide. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the 
it's so round. It's it's all it's an all rounder, honestly, mm. man. So the songs in the film carry it so hard. I was meant to watch the musical actually. I was meant to watch it last year, um, before we went into lockdown, lockdown one. Mm. I hope I get to actually watch. I don't watch. I don't go to watch musicals like ever really. I only watched like two in my entire life. But that's one I think I could go and watch. You know what? I do remember there being a Prince of Egypt musical. Uh, I remember getting tickets to one, but I think it did coincide with lockdown. Yeah, mm. it was last year. Last year, May, it was meant to happen. Yeah, that's when I was... I that's was the one. I think I sent you the link. And mm. Yeah, lockdown happened and it was a non-starter. Yeah, well, hopefully. Things are looking up. I'm looking outside and it's sunny as hell. So, hopefully we can eventually watch that musical and do a lot more outside. Mm. There was one really brutal bit in this film, you know, after the plagues, um, our favourite song, The Plague, and Moses, just, he, uh, Ramesses, he just doesn't give in. He just says, he kind of laughs in Moses' face, right? Yeah. And there was a nice bit, there was a nice bit where, after, even after all of that, Moses does pay a visit to Ramesses, where, you know, they kind of have a bit of, ban- a bit of banter. Mm, yeah, I remember with that. this. Um, take it back to the old days, and then Moses tries to plead with him one last time to let his people go, and yeah, it did kind of, it did kind of seem like it was. Maybe it seemed like working. he was really gonna like manage to like listen. Yeah, he, was, it's, he it's wanted things like he was to go around. back. Yeah, he's like, why can't things go back to the way they were before? And then his son walks in the door like, Dad, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's our enemy. What are you doing? Why is he here? He's an op. Get him out of here. <laughs> He's the one who did all this. <laughs> yes, she said that. Isn't he the one who did all this? <laughs> oh, and then he was man. like, you know what? You're right. You right. Hey, you right. You right. And I am the Pharaoh. And you will blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Ralph Fiennes, man. That guy has such an iconic voice. Yeah. And then, obviously, the brutal bit I was talking about was what happens next. So, obviously, God sends a message to Moses to get all the allies to mark their doors with the blood of a lamp to avoid the next tragedy that was coming, which was he was going to kill all firstborns whose whose places they live aren't marked by the blood of the lamb. And, obviously, we we, we lose Ramesses' son. And that was his mm. breaking point. One one thing I just want to mention. In that scene, I do like the artwork. I know it's not a great Oh, you mean scene. when the spirit comes down and... When the spirit comes yeah. from the sky and it just descends from the sky. That is so, like, wow. That's yeah. how I imagined. Jeez, like, like... Yeah. It's I, felt that. I, re- I felt the impact of that. Exactly. The, the yeah. sound, you know, that, that wind sound it was making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly like mm. that. Mad. You should get into voiceover work, man. <laughs> Just because I did a win, win yes. yes. I'll be, I'll be Groot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Vin Diesel stealing a living, but love it, man. Love it. And then the, the bit that kind, of, I know it's, it's the Pharaoh, it's Ramesses, but the bit that it did break my heart. I was just when he said, "You and your people have my permission to go." And then Moses was proper heartbroken and he tried to console him and he wasn't having any of it. Then he kind of gives him, Ramesses gives him that evil stare. Leave me! 
Yeah. He's like, this guy is gonna come back for blood. <laughs> That's what that look meant. That's what it's on sight. That's what that look meant. He just didn't have his boys to back it just yet. But you wait, <laughs> you wait, you wait. I'm coming in it. You wait. And then they're freed. They're freed, but Ramesses, as we just said, he's not having any of it. He chases them down and we get to that iconic scene we mentioned before. I can't get enough of that. I can watch that that clip over and over mm. again. With this stuff, you shall do my wonders. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, man. Yeah. I love the whole chase scene inside of the river or in the river trench or whatever you want to call it. Um, I felt the intensity of like the wheel. Okay, first of all, there's one bit I just laugh at. I don't know why. It's because it's that bit where Ramesses is in the trench and he just goes, yeah. And then he, no, that's, that's, the, that's the first part. That's the yes, first part. Yes. It's the first part. That is the first part of my laughing. It's like, yeah. And he zooms into his eyes and he's just going, they're getting wider as he says, yeah. yeah. That's like Voldemort Jr. <laughs> um, uh, yell. <laughs> I loved it. And second thing is when he's in there and he loses control of his chariot and he falls. <laughs> and he's still looking like he wants to, like, he's going for blood still. He doesn't care that he literally fell in front of his whole army. Kill them all. Don't just stand there. Kill them. And he holds his stomach. Oh, man. That <laughs> <laughs> Why is he shouting? He's just yeah. You didn't clock that, did you? On rewatch, it just if I compare the Voldemort yell and that one, they sound nearly the same. <laughs> you know what? You mean the bit in the the very final Harry Potter film where Voldemort gives his all into the the one to try and yeah. kill Harry? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that got memed to hell back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> From this day forth, you put your faith in me. <laughs> Harry Potter is dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the hell was that? Shut up, stupid girl. <laughs> but you're right, that whole chase scene was, it was epic, but yeah. Mm. Sad ending for Ramesses because he got swept up into the sea, swallowed in. Somehow he landed on a rock. How? No, that okay. That, obviously, it's a great film, but how does he end up on that rock? They're literally in the middle of the sea. Where he? How did he end up on that rock? I guess God, God had mercy on him. That's what I'll say to that. This is a very unique event. I think the laws of physics don't really apply. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'll just say God had mercy on him. He landed on a rock. And was able to to taste his L in HD. <laughs> and that last shot with Ben, where it's kind of like faded between the two of them. Like he's looking at mm. Ramses on the stone and Ramses looking up at the sky saying, Moses! <laughs> that, that was a nice, that was a nice touch, I think. But honestly, the thing that sticks out to me most about this film is the music. Like you can literally just go on Spotify and listen to any one of these tracks and it's just, it's just lit. Deliver us! To the promised land. Wait, there's one line that Patrick Stewart said, yeah, which is the way he delivered it. I thought, what was it? He said, "But one weak link can break the chain of a mighty dynasty." Uh, I vaguely remember that. I think it's when his um 
I think he was having a back and forth with either Ramesses or Moses. And then he just... I think it was Ramesses because that was something he always brought up in the movie. Yeah. I will not be the weak link. Yes. <laughs> He actually threw that in his face like he was talking to his dad when he said that to Moses. Mm. I'm not going to be the weak link, dad. <laughs> You'll see. That ain't going to be me. But one Damn. weak link can break the chain of a mighty dynasty. What a line. Damn. And imagine Patrick Stewart saying that in an angry voice. Ooh. The voice acting. The elites. The elites. Well, honestly, this... I said before, this is like the standards in biblical storytelling for me because, I mean... Do you remember that other film that rarely ever gets mentioned? Joseph mm-hmm. and uh, the Multicolor... No, Joseph... Oh, Joseph, King of Dreams. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Joseph, King of Dreams. That was like the one that came after this, but that was directed DVD or video. Mm. And, I mean, I personally liked it, but it wasn't as good as Prince of Egypt. No, no, no. It wasn't no, as no. well made, but the, yeah, for me, Prince of Egypt... Didn't production value. Mm. One of the best animated films DreamWorks has ever released. And it is, as I said, the standard for biblical storytelling. I haven't seen adaptations as iconic as this before it or since. Yeah, And that was, was 1998. Yeah, and that was another film that inspired a musical. Precisely. So it's, it's had impacts. I just feel like, you know, maybe it doesn't get enough love in pop culture. That's it, but... When you go back and watch it, it holds up so well, man. The artwork, the artwork holds up so well. The songs, the voice acting, all of it. The great performances all around. Even Jeff Goldblum. When when the Moses came back and he was pissed at him for some... That, I found that quite weird. Why? When the Moses' Moses's brother was pissed at him when he returned. Why was he pissed at him for? He was, yeah, he was pissed at him for killing the Egyptian god. Do you remember? Was it because of him killing the Egyptian god? I thought it was because he used to be royalty, kind of. It was both, but from what I remember watching it, it felt like um, they made it seem like he it was for killing the god, which I really found weird, because, I mean, that means he's on your side, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that, that bit was a bit weird to me, but, yeah, it was, it was great performances all around. Yeah. Hotep and Hoy, when they were the comedic reliefs, for real, man. Mm. I think they're usually, like, I think one of them was Steve Martin. It might have been. That would make sense. It's comedian, comedians, isn't it? So, mm. And the standout, I said before, my favourite song, The Plagues. <laughs> but yours is yours is the best uh, song in the film. Uh, it's my favourite one. Man. Yeah. It's my favorite I mean, one. it got the most award recognition. It was, it was written specifically for the film, but it's had, such a, it's had the most impact outside of the film, even mm. today. So... Is that, you yeah. know, do you ever watch X Factor? Uh, once on a Thursday, I did, yeah. But this, that song is like, <laughs> it's like the starter pack song you sing in the final of X Factor if you want to win the tournament. Yeah. There can be miracles. That's a good song to use, I think. Yeah, it's, it's literally what contestants sing when they really need those votes. It's like, oh man, <laughs> so it's not looking <laughs> good this week. I need you to vote. That's funny, because imagine if the the judges say no. That's like them saying, there can't be miracles. <laughs> <laughs> brutal. Brutal. There can be miracles, but today is not one of them for you. <laughs> it's going to be a no for me, darling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, I've, I mean, I'm going to give my final thoughts and give it my rating, which is that I would love to see this in the cinema again. I'll go all out. I'll get the popcorn. I'll 
pay for the premium seats to hear all that good music on the big screen and Dolby Digital 5.0 surround sound or higher I'd love to see it again man that's my rating it gets top billing for me yourself mm, I'm gonna just give it I would watch it in the cinema Oh, you trying to be controversial today, huh? No, 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 no. It's because I watched it. I watched it initially in my home, and obviously the TV oh, back yeah, in the day had the big backs and stuff. Mm. So I wouldn't mind watching it on a bigger screen, but I don't need five point one surround sound. I just appreciate it all the same. So you know, it's kind of like a, a nice kind of. Like, you know, they only brought this on Blu-ray in twenty eighteen. That's quite shocking. How can you bring in tw- a whole twenty years later? That's they only crazy. Brought on Blu-ray in twenty eighteen. Mm. Ah, but. Much love to this film, and looking forward to it. We should do and we should do animated films a, a lot more. Yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll a few lined up. So until then, we are out. Peace.